When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Welcome to the following on podcast from TalkSport. I'm John Norman, an everyday of England's Tour of India, bringing you a daily podcast showcasing the best of the coverage from across the TalkSport network. Today's a chat that took place during the lunch break in the first test in Hyderabad. The reason for this chat uh, was a lively and at times testy exchange that had taken place the day before between two of TalkSport 2's cricket commentators, Kevin Peterson and Harsha Bogle, who had strident differing opinions on the use of the switch hit, the shot in cricket where a batter switches hands while the bowler is delivering the ball. If you haven't seen the video on YouTube, we'll head over to the TalkSport Cricket YouTube channel. At the last look, the video had been seen over half a million times. We've included the chat on this podcast, but at the time it made us think about all the other areas of the game over the years it's been played that have drawn consternation and caused debate. And who better to talk about those things than two of our other cricket commentators, Neil Manthorpe and Jared Kimber. And if you enjoy cricket content like this, and who wouldn't, it's also available in video form on our brand new TalkSport Cricket YouTube channel. So head over there after you've uh, listened to the show and hit subscribe on uh, both uh, YouTube and podcast. Thanks for listening to the following on podcast. It has been an absolutely edge-of-your-seat, hair-raising session of cricket for England and uh, for India. Another despondent, despairing one for the home side. It quite extraordinary, and uh, it all leaves us for the fourth innings, and India needing 231 for victory. Well, well, well. Uh, it, re- As I said, it's made the hair stand up in the back of your neck and on your forearms as well. It's absolutely non-stop action. Um, now then, on yesterday's commentary, Harsha Bogle and Kevin Peterson got into a bit of a heated debate about the legality of the switch hit. Uh, it's going to be the subject of uh, our conversation with me and uh, Jared Kimber today. Uh, Harsha said that uh, it should be outlawed 
Um, before we get to uh, the take of Jared Kimber, uh, let's remind ourselves of what happened. Sam, just a little reverse pedal. I don't mind the reverse sweep, and I, and I know I need to move a couple of yards away from Kevin Peterson when I say that, but I absolutely believe the switch it should be banned. It's unfair. You've become a left-hander. Should not be allowed because the bowler's bowling to a right-hander. You can't suddenly bowl to a left-hander. KPM off! Are you being serious? Flipped, uh, flicked away on through into the onside for a single. I think this, my view personally has been that the switch it should be allowed if the bowler, without any warning, is suddenly allowed to come and bowl left-handed. I've heard arguments. Let them, let them bowl left-handed then. Absolutely. Then I have no issue with the switch hit. The bowler comes but running. Why? Why, why, is, why has somebody never ever done it? Because it's difficult. Absolutely. And it's not allowed. What do you mean it's not allowed? It's not allowed. It's pushed off the back foot out to cover. For a single, you have to inform the umpire. You've got to say right arm over. You cannot come in and bowl left-handed. 2-2-6 two, two, for 5 after 56. Come on, come at me, KP. I think this uh, argument will be better said when somebody tries it. Harsha. it it's been done. The umpire caught a no ball. It's, uh, you, you can actually bowl with both arms, but as Harsha said, you need to tell the umpire. And the, uh, we, we read a game. I don't know if you were there as well, KP. It was in Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka, England a few years ago for us in one day. There's a Sri Lankan bowler who's ambidextrous. And he bowled off spin to the left-handers, and he bowled left-arm finger spin to the right-handers. But he Fantastic. did have to say every ball. And there's been a couple of guys that have come through in T20 cricket as well. But the problem is, as you would know, it's hard enough to be good with one arm, let alone be good with the other arm. It's yeah. not like batting. Yeah. But you have to inform the batter. When you switch it, you don't tell the umpire, just hang on, hold that ball in midair, I'm switching my hands. It's a lot harder to not inform the batter because you've got to stand as a right hand and on release you've got to turn around and play the other way. No, but if you're, no, no, hold on. If you're standing as a left hand, it's way easier to hit a left-handed shot. If you're standing as a right-hander, the bowler has to deliver the ball. He's bowling with his, his strong arm. Jadija bowls the next ball. It's driven, it's driven through the covers, but there's support in the deep for a single. Because something is hard, it doesn't make it fair automatically. It's still got to be fair. The bowler sets a field for a right-hander. He it's, can't suddenly become left. It's unfair to the batter because he's batting left-handed and the bowler's bowling perfectly able-armed. It's yes. unfair to the batter. The bowler's offering is the ball and the field. And that offering is based on whether you're right-handed or left-handed. Jadeja bowls just gets a little inside edge onto his pad down to short fine. He can't get a run. That offering cannot then suddenly change and you have you're bowling to a left-hander. If you're bowling to a left-hander, you'll change the field. Hosher, as a bowler, I would prefer to bowl to a right-handed batsman trying to play left-handed than a right-handed batsman trying to play right-handed. The degree of difficulty, I can understand the degree of difficulty and great skill, and you played it well, KP, and I'll, I'll, I'll grant that But I'm long, I'm long time finished. Long doesn't time matter. finished. This is about the, the, the player now. Because it's difficult, it doesn't make it legal. Jareja bowls, it's full and it's played away on the onside. Embezzlement, cheating, very difficult. You don't make them legal because they're difficult. It's got nothing to do about being legal. Nothing to do about it being legal. The degree of difficulty is there and it's entertaining. Jareja bowls round the wicket and it's played out on the offside. Go on. And I never thought I'd hear you try and squash entertainment in sport. I'm all and, for it as long I'm as you so, allow the bowler. And I am so happy that it's 25 past three local time and I'm going back downstairs because you're talking rubbish. Are you chickening out of a challenge? <laughs> a single down behind square. Oh dear, KP's gone. And I've got the stage all to myself. 57 hours gone. It's 228 for five. England lead by 38. And while we're talking about the merits of switch hits, 
This lead is now starting to look uh, pretty good, Jared. Did he just switch commentary service on you there? It doesn't matter. I, I, I've only got a mouth. I can't, I can't speak left-handed or right-handed. <laughs> Bob yeah. is on 93. But I maintain, if you allow a bowler to come running in and bowl left-handed with no warning, it's a great skill, it's difficult, it's very entertaining. I'm all for the switch hit. Otherwise, I think the switch hit is not, should not be allowed because you're deceiving the, the, uh, the batter. But that's just my view. How does it matter? I've also always been a very, very strong proponent of running a batter out if he's outside the crease. And for some bizarre reason that I cannot understand, people think it's against the spirit of the game. We should mark the crease on the ground so everyone knows where it is, Harsha. <laughs> Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including... England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Great stuff. Wonderful conversation there during commentary, if a, if a little uh, tetchy, um, but uh, wonderful stuff from Harsha Bergley and uh, from Kevin Peterson. And uh, Jerry Kimber is uh, one of the great historians of the game, um, known <laughs> and dearly beloved to us as the great uh, um, master... Uh, statistic. Well, you're not a statistician, are you? You're a. You're a what, what, what? What do we use you as, uh, Jared Kimber? <laughs> I don't know. I just occasionally John tells me I have to talk, and I and I do. It, um, it's your history. Um, you've written one of the great histories uh, of the, the game as well. It's, it's the historian that fascinates me most uh, about you, and it's. <laughs> and I know that you'll you'll be chuckling about that that piece of commentary there, the, the switch hit and the, the fairness of it. But we can go back a hundred years and more. We can go back two hundred years. So many. Well, you know, at one time the forward defence was controversial. I mean, uh, I the, believe... you know, overarm bowling was was controversial. Well, 
special. I'm uh, pretty sure the forward defence, the first time it was played, someone, th this is the rumour, but I, t I tell you, I, I do believe it, that someone yelled out, that's not cricket, because they smothered the ball. And so that tells you how basic this instinct is to say that this is not okay and these discussions happen. As you said, overarm bowling, that was like a 40, 50-year discussion on whether we should allow bowling, which is now, like imagine if cricket was only underarm bowling now, matters. it would be dead. And, and my favourite one is the wrongen. When the wrongen takes over, as you would know, in South Africa, um, you know, come, they basically steal this delivery from England and they work out how to use it uh, down in, um, uh, was it Cape Town the guys were from? Reggie Bozenkay. Yeah, but, but the, there was about four of them, wasn't there? That, that were all taught, Aubrey Faulkner and, and Gordon White and, um, uh, you know, uh, Bert Vogler. And I'm missing, Reggie Swartz is the other one, isn't he? Um, yeah. And so they take it up. But it's actually in the 1920s when everyone picks up the wrong. And there's all these articles saying it's ruining cricket. And you, so, so you had the forward defence ruining cricket. Then you had overarm bowling ruining cricket. Then you had the wrong. It's just the game changes, right? And, and there's always this discussion of whether it should change or not. But as you know, these things happen a lot. Um, hitting the ball on the leg side used to be frowned upon at one point. Yeah, I think it was. It was almost a cultural thing too, hitting the ball on the leg side, because it was obviously an Indian player who first did it. Um, you know, Ranji started to, to hit the ball on the leg side a little bit more. And then you only really were supposed to hit the ball on the leg side through sort of mishits or when the ball was angled down there to begin with. Um, and Victor Trumper comes in and goes, well, if I just slap everything from outside off stump to the leg side, I'll make a lot of runs because there's no fielders over there. Um, so, yeah, that was another one. And that was also, I think that was cultural and maybe even class-based. I think the amateurs didn't like to be seen playing uh, uh, ungrammatical shots at that time. Um, so, yeah... All of this stuff, it's like, imagine not hitting the ball on the leg side now because you might offend or not playing a full defence because it's seen as cheating. I mean, it's ridiculous to think back on it, but that is what the game is. Players find new methods, um, and then uh, people uh, get upset that they've found new methods. We can't keep playing the game the same way because it, it's impossible. We're talking about... The switch hit and the conversation yesterday between Harsha Bogley and uh, Kevin Peterson with Harsha Bogley saying that uh, it was it was unfair and uh, we can go back 100 years, we can go back 200 years if you like. Jared Kimber's one of the great historians of the game. That's not very, what, why, I don't think, widely enough known. Um, you're known as our statistician and, and commentator. Um, but, uh, Jared, your sense of history, I think, is unparalleled in the game. And if we can go back, like I said, you can go back 100 years, 200 years, um, but... Uh, you know, running out, run outs at the non-strikers end, um, the, the oh, reverse sweeps, mm. the change in, in um, we have six ball overs, we've had them for a long time, people think that uh, they, that's always been the case, we've had eight ball overs and four ball overs, what about the rest day, Sunday, you know, playing mm. on a Sunday was uh, highly, highly controversial, um, there's the, the reverse sweep when uh, the reverse sweep was first played. Um, and actually, it goes back a lot further, doesn't it, than, than most people think. They, a lot of people who are old enough, anyway, will recall Mike Gatting being dismissed in the 1987 final, uh, World Cup final, playing the reverse sweep. Now, for many people, that was the first time they'd seen it, but it actually mm. goes back many, many decades before that. I think it was it's Muhammad now a Brothers. commonplace, of course. Yeah, I think it was Muhammad Brothers in the 50s and 60s were playing it. Um, th there's, a, there's a game in which, in Ranji Trophy, where Sanal Gavaskar is facing... Um, uh, left arm finger spin I think and he switches to start batting left handed 
So we've had things like this happen for a long time. And, and the Gatting one is a perfect example of Gatting's problem wasn't playing the reverse sweep. His problem was he picked the absolute wrong ball to play the reverse <laughs> sweep and then executed it poorly, right? Like if he'd come down the wicket to that ball and, and Alan Border had bowled it down the leg side, he might have been stumped um, that way as well. Like, you know, so we look at these things, I think, incorrectly. And to go back, you mentioned, the, you know, the Mancad um, incident. And, you know, even the term Mancad has become quite toxic at times. You know, there was, there's one faction of his family that doesn't want that term used anymore. There's another faction of his family that do want that used. Um, but if you go back, why did it happen, Manners? It happened because Bill Brown was stealing singles and the Indians thought, well, why don't we try and run him out? And they did it twice, partly because with the spinner, he, could, he had a better view than everyone else. Um, and yet, that wasn't seen as particularly controversial at the time. In fact, if you go back and you have a look at Australian newspapers, there was a lot of pro, and this is the Australians, a lot of pro writing about Mancad. It really becomes negative afterwards, and you see that with the Bill reverse Brown himself. Well. Bill Brown himself condoned it, didn't he? He, he, he was more, he, well. He was upset at himself. <laughs> he, said, he said, "I've got to learn to stop doing this." But yeah, no, I, you know, there were, there were there were lots of people that were very very pro. There, there was a couple of former players as well um, that weren't as happy with it. That I, I don't think that's a lie. But I, when we went through the newspaper archives looking at this matters, we really didn't find all that many cases of people um, uh, of being uh, negative uh, towards it. But there's always that other side of things, and that is another evolution of the game. Why does why does that happen? Because Bill Brown was revolutionising running between wickets. Beforehand, people would stand on their bat at the other end. And so there was no reason to even, you know, try that dismissal very much. Um, although there is a famous case of uh, a very old cricketer, I think, in the 1850s, who, who uh, he only plays about 20 games and uh, gets about four, four of those run out. So clearly some people <laughs> in some games were doing it at that stage. Um, but, but, yeah, again, we're talking about the evolution and how things change. Uh, and that is why... Sonal Gavaskar and, the, and, you know, uh, uh, Hanif Muhammad and his brother both start the reverse sweep, right? Or the reverse shots and, and switch hits and batting left-handed uh, when, when you're facing certain things. The game keeps moving forward. Um, and unfortunately, I don't think everyone who watches it understands that because generally it's a bit like music. If you ask people what, what the, when music was at its best, it's so weird. So many people pick the age when they were between um, 13 and 25 when music was at its best. Um, and it's a little bit the same with cricket. Everyone wants it to stay the exact same way it was when they fell in love with it. But that is not how cricket acts, right? As you know, cricket is almost violently evolving at all times. And you talked about the, the balls before. I think, you, I think you, you, you would know this as well, that seven balls is the only one that hasn't been used. Four balls, five balls, six balls, and eight balls in overs have all been used. And yet when the 100 came out, there was, you know, shock that we wouldn't have six ball overs again. Well, read a book. Read a book. <laughs> and and Sunday play. I mean, I, oh. I, I don't know whether I should be proud or embarrassed about this, but I, I actually, at the very beginning of my career, there was still a rest day during uh, test matches, uh, and that was on a Sunday, and, and, a, and a, a, a very Christian thing, because uh, test matches would start on a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then because it was a Sunday, you would have a rest day, and everybody would go to church. Um, but, you know, we've, we, we now have elongated uh, lunch sessions on a Friday to incorporate Muslim prayers. And, and during Ramadan as well, there are special dispensations made that you know, would never used to occur in the, in the 50s, 60s, 70s. Um, so a lot, a lot has changed. I mean, Sunday play for the first time was, I recall, very controversial. And there, there were Christians who thought, how can we, how, on earth can we 
play test cricket on, on the Sabbath. I think Christmas was played on... Uh, sorry, cricket was played... Test matches were played on Christmas Day with India and Pakistan as well at one stage. Um, and that, that was seen as controversial, even though there was no Christian sides playing in, in those games at that time. I know there might have been Christian members. I am not, not, not can't remember the, the full lineups there. But um, the other interesting thing is... And, and this just shows how weird society is. But there was controversy, of course, when England was moving towards having a professional as their captain, right? That you couldn't have someone who was paid to play cricket, despite the fact the amateurs were also paid. But you couldn't have someone who was paid to play cricket um, captain the English side. That's still going on after World War II, that conversation. And, of course, you've got the West Indies, who never, you know, it, it, until I think George Headley became their captain after World War II, had never had a non uh, a non white captain as well. Like <laughs> these were seen as controversial things at the time, <laughs> and now we look back at it, and go, what what on earth was happening? You know, the, here's a good one for you. It really you you will know this. It, it's remarkable how long cricket goes on with the fact that South Africa refused to play any team that isn't majority white, right? Like majority. It, well, I mean, they, I mean, Australia did have non-white players at times, and England did have non-white players at times. Um, so, you know, I'm, 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 I'm not sure that you're uh, sufficiently aware of the South African racial uh, classification. Um, they they but, may not have been. But, but you know what I mean. There were, there yeah. were those teams did. You, you know, we think of England and Australia early on as white teams. But if you go back, there are actually non-white players who play for both of those countries at times. And New Zealand, exactly the same. But the point being is that South Africa just played for a very long period of time. So there's all these mini controversies uh, that come up in, within the game that kind of seem silly now. Like the idea of England not having a captain that they pay is is so remarkable the idea of going the wrong one's going to ruin the game no the wrong one is going to be hard to play for a couple of years and then they're going to work it out the same way that the wobble ball was hard to play for about five years and now batters have started to work it out the same way that the deucer was unplayable for about six years and then people worked it out what about the forward defense i mean people I might that, laugh now they think I'm, I'm kidding here but you know there was a time where people said well what are you doing no, that I mean that should be banned. I'm on I'm on, I'm on <laughs> side with that. It must have been if you think about it. When people were upset about the forward defence, it was a game where you basically rolled the ball along the ground, and that would be seen as cheating, right? Taking a big stride <laughs> forward and dead batting the ball. Like it must have, you know, I mean, it's bad enough when you bowl to someone who's better than you to begin with. But if they've invented this new shot, so look, it it, it shows that we, as a, as a cricket society, I don't think we always understand just how. Um, how much things do change and how uh, how often cricket has evolved. And, you know, uh, you, you go back and you look at WG Grace. Before WG Grace, batters didn't actually go on the front foot when the ball was full and on the back foot when the ball was short. That was, a, that was his skill that changed cricket, right? Like, things have changed so much over that period of time. And a lot of the stuff that has happened, depending on the person who did it, so in W.G. Grace's case, it's fine. It's fine for him, him, him to do it because he was part of the establishment. Whereas um, there's a guy called Old Everlasting who, uh, who bowled a round arm for the first time at Hambledon. And they said, don't ever do that again. And, and it took about, uh, I think it was about 80 years after he bowled that first ball for it to become commonplace in cricket for people to bowl round arm and over arm without being called for no balls. So sometimes it just depended on who it was, which might go back to the man-cad comment as, uh, as well. 
You're listening to uh, live commentary from the Rajiv Gandhi Stadium in Hyderabad. Well, you're listening to uh, the lunch break, actually. It's me, Neil Manthorpe, with uh, cricket historian Jared Kimber, um, sometimes unfairly described as a cricket statistician, which doesn't do justice at all to uh, his <laughs> multi, multi-skill talent. Oh, okay. <laughs> a roundup of uh, the morning session, which was quite extraordinary. England. Uh, resuming on 316 for six, eventually bowled out for 420, 104 runs added, with uh, Ollie Pope finishing 196. He was the last man out, bowled by Jasper Bumrah. England uh, making 420. It's left India with a fourth-innings target of 231. Tremendous contributions today from Rian Ahmed, who made 28, Tom Hartley, who made 34, uh, in partnership uh, with, with Ollie Pope. Half-century partnerships, both um, with uh, Rian Ahmed and Tom Hartley. Mark Wood was out uh, for a duck. And last man, Ollie Pope, for a brilliant, brilliant 196. Jasper Boomer made four for four, uh, took four for 41. Art Ashwin, three for 126. Um, and uh, it's all has left uh, India with a target of 231 in 154 overs. Uh, Jerry, just before we go back to, uh, I'm going to ask you about, um, like, gentlemen and professionals. This conversation is, to, um, in a very broad brushstroke, is uh, looking back at the history of the game, um, prompted by a conversation, uh, a terse exchange of views, be more accurate, between Harsha Burgley and Kevin Peterson yesterday about the legitimacy of the switch hit. Um, but... Gentlemen and professionals, <laughs> you know, the, if, if the switch hit is, is controversial, um, Jared, uh, the game has changed so much. I mean, there was a time when gentlemen and professionals uh, would have separate changing rooms. Mm. Um, so, uh, you know, um, to, to be um, concerned about the legitimacy or the fairness of the switch hit when a, a left-handed basically turns, turns himself into a right-hander or in Kevin Peterson's case, a right-hander turns himself into a left-hander. Um, uh, Harsha Burgley was, uh, was convinced that that was uh, unfair and un- against the spirit of the game. Um, but it's um, not... Uh, uh, <laughs> we're trying to contextualise it, really, aren't we? <laughs> I, I think one of the great things about cricket is, and we, we talk about this right at the moment um, on, on a radio station, which is probably you know the best way to have this, but cricket is a series of conversations, manners, in a way that many other sports don't have the time for. It's very hard to have the, have the time in some sports to have a conversation, right? But cricket is built for conversations. Um, and so it's always been there, and there's always been this inbuilt fight between the sort of conservative parts of our game and almost... The on-field part of our game, which naturally has to evolve as bowls get taller and faster and hit the ball harder and all these different things happen. So the game naturally evolves. So we have these conversations naturally because of what cricket is. But at the same time, um, you know, it, 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 there's, there's a natural throwback to we want cricket to be what it was like beforehand. But the truth is that cricket is always changing and evolving. And there's nothing that you can stop to do that. The harsher KP one is very interesting, man. It's just because... Essentially, all Harsha is asking for is the bowlers get the uh, same treatment the batters do. Um, and, and no one has to pick which arm or which way of the bat they're standing on beforehand, which it seems quite fair to me. Um, and the more innovation in cricket, as KP said, the better. And let the lawmakers decide what is fair and what is not. <laughs>
The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 